0: So, welcome to the West Coast Project finale for Louis Season Four. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Michelle. Hey, Michelle.
1: Hey, Mike.
0: A little Groundhog Day there.
1: Yeah, it's okay.
0: We just Another did about we just did about five minutes of the show without the recorder on. So, um, I don't know if I can recreate that com- comedy genius. Again, no, it
1: was really good. Yeah, for sure. Something Stewart.
0: about being late. You're not really late if you give an explanation, and then you're and then you're, you're still late.
1: Oh, I don't um, remember that. I don't know. What or you're
0: Louis about. being seven weeks of show and two years in between his last series of episodes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's only been seven weeks. That's not enough.
0: And Louis is not renewed for any new seasons, even though I think he's got the. He's got the hammer. He can decide if he wants to be renewed or not, um, kind of like Seinfeld was. So that kind of catches us up to everything we didn't have recorded before.
1: Well, that'll be um, – it'll be interesting. We'll make sure to let let anybody know, right, if we hear if it's coming back on or whatever. Maybe yeah, because we'll be the station.
0: first. We'll be the first Well, one.
1: no. <laughs> no, but we, we could hear.
0: So I do have some TV news not related to Louie. Okay, um, Better Call Saul has already been renewed for its second season.
1: Has it? Re- When's the first one start?
0: Well, that's the bad news. They delayed, it was supposed to be November, but they, um, they showed the first two episodes and they liked it so much that, um, it was renewed. AMC renewed it for another season, but they're wanna, they want to they want to like really polish up the first season, first couple wow. episodes. So they delayed it until somewhere early 2015.
1: And it and it was because it was that well received.
0: Yeah, it was really really a hit. And so Vince Gillian's going to direct the first episode, oh. and he's kind of signed in to be like the co producer of the whole thing, and not just like leave it up to Peter Gould. Um, Peter Gould was the one who came up with the idea that hey, let's do a spinoff of Saul. And then so so now Vince Gillian's like, he was just going to you know say oh pretty much okay good idea go run with it. But now he's involved. He's going to be really involved with it.
1: That's so, doubly
0: exciting, then. Yeah, so they're um, they're into two seasons already, just because it looks really good. And um, I'll read a little bit of this from this hit fix hit fix Alan Sepinwall's website. Mm-hmm. Um, better stop holding your breath for Better Call Saul, folks. In a good news, bad news press release, AMC announced that the Breaking Bad prequel series focusing on Bob Odenkirk's Saul Goodman has already been renewed for a second season, but now won't premiere until sometime in early twenty fifteen rather than the previously announced November, November 2014 plan. The first season will be 10 episodes, and season two will be 13. And the show will be paired with the second half of the next two seasons of The Walking Dead. And that oh, wow. goes on and on. It says, also of note, Breaking Bad creator Vince Gillian was a co-creator. Credit on Better Call Saul with Peter Gould, who wrote the episode that introduced Saul, will now direct the new series premiere, and will now co-run the show with Gould. So it's good. P- you know, Vince Gillian's going to be probably really heavily involved, and we know how what that meant for Breaking Bad. So, yeah, it's pretty and, cool. Well, I'm really looking to see what happened in some of these early people's lives in Breaking Bad. It should be really interesting to watch Better Call Saul.
1: Yeah, and Odenkirk was great anyway. He was great in Breaking Bad. I mean, Saul was a comedic genius, really. Really, he was. He his timing and everything. He's just, he's great. So it's going to be really neat to see the character before.
0: Yeah. So in the same note from HitFix, fix, Sepinwall's website, um, Louis finale is ripped to pieces by women who don't like Pamela being receptive to Louis after he blocked her. And that earlier Pamela one episode blocked her from leaving and, tore at oh, sure. her clothes and mm-hmm. kissed her when she didn't want to be and um really really strongly ripped by women good riddance yeah. so i'm never watching louis again this scene involves a man blocking uses his body to block a woman it's, uncom- it's uncomfortable and desperate um
1: well, you know, so. you and I talked about it. I didn't, I didn't like the scene as much as, you, I mean, I don't know that you liked the scene, but you and I even kind of went back and forth with it just a little bit. It felt um, uncomfortable to me, too. It felt way too far. Um, but, and I will say a but with this, sh- she comes across as the kind of character that likes that. And I think if anybody that said they weren't going to watch it, watch these last couple of episodes, they might be able to see that a little.
0: Oh, you better be careful, Michelle from Tennessee.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: I'm not going to agree with any of that. I think if you believe it's rape, it's probably your right to believe it. And if you don't, it's, you know, there's no way to to argue that it's not rape and and um, support your argument.
1: I didn't say, no, of course you have a right to feel how you feel about that scene. I never said that. I just said the way Pamela behaves. She...
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think Louie is a show on television. It's a, it's a portrayal of a story, mostly funny, less funny this year, but you know, mostly funny. It's a story, you know, it's not real life. And when it hints at things that happen in real life, and people jump in wholeheartedly like, oh, you cannot do that, they are mistaken. I I think they are mistaken for doing that. Um, Calling Jamie Lannister a rapist for doing that with Cersei is like overreacting. It's not real life. It's a show. It's entertainment. Um, Entertainment does not represent real life. So I, you know, I think people do get totally bought into these television and movie stories and they overreact sometimes. Um, But you can't argue, you know, you can't argue with it because you can't ever win the argument.
1: Well, no. I mean, I suppose you couldn't. The fact of the matter is, is that everybody's not the same. And the. Character that Pamela is portraying in this, particularly in these last couple of episodes. Gee, I didn't know we we're gonna get into this deep, deep stuff, but um, indicates that she's okay with Louie being that way. At yeah, she knows, way Louis,
0: she knows Louis. She knows Louie in a unique way that none of us ever will or can. She and re, in real reality, she does. She's a writer. She's a co-writer. She's a co-producer. She's been in, you know, Lucky Louie. She was an actress with him. She knows him in a way nobody else does, as does anyone else in any relationship with in real life with anyone else. They know each other better and differently than other people outside of that know it. So for the other people outside to make judgments is almost always inaccurate.
1: Well, and we can be made uncomfortable by it. I was made uncomfortable by it. I didn't like it, but... I'm not in that relationship. I'm not her. And I know it's just a story. It's just a show, but I'm not her. And the way her character's portrayed, it's portrayed that she, that's kind of, it's, it, she, she likes Louie. And she, she seems to be okay with that, that part of it.
0: And, Lou, and Louie knows what's okay and what's not okay. They have a communication level that's higher than the ones we have with either of them. No matter how hard we try to interpret their communication, they have a higher level of communication. So they do know each other better. And, and as any couple does, they know each other better than any, you know, any other people in the world usually. So it's hard to interpret what they do and say among each other. And make it our feelings and our interpretation as as and our interpretation becoming more real than theirs.
1: But it's hard not to. At the same time, it's hard not for it to dredge up any kind of emotion that we might feel. And I can certainly respect anybody's right to feel the way they feel based on whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're no, talking. Not, we're not. talking direct. We're not respecting people's rights. We so just say what we say. What you want to say. Well, but I you mean, know I what, I as a palate cleanser, Louis stole 14 scales in real life and sold them to a drug dealer in real life. In my research for, I don't know what, screwing around on YouTube, it's not really research. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a YouTube entitled Louis, Louis, I Stole 14 Scales or something, but he's, he really stole 14 scales in real life and sold them for an ounce of drugs each.
1: Did he really? And the, he, teacher, he and the teacher, and the
0: teacher the teacher tried to protect him in school when he got caught. And that teacher was a woman, and he respected that woman. And I mean, he totally wrote this episode from last week, just exactly it sounds like what as what happened to him in real life,
1: and this was like him telling the story or yeah, just somebody, it's on YouTube. Okay.
0: He's doing it in his comedy bit. Just Google Louie and fourteen scales or fourteen real scales or something. You'll find it. Wow. Okay. It's shitty audio, but it's, it's right on tune with that episode. So let's get into it, Michelle. Okay. Uh, Louis is walking from the subway to jazz music. Pretty cool little jazz music we played at the beginning of the episode here. Podcast episode. And um, he calls Pamela, and she razzes him. <laughs> He's trying to ask her for a date, and she's razzing him. In a way that they only know, I mean, we can see it, but they know each other, and she can lovingly razz him in a way that he can appreciate.
1: So what about the guys who get upset over the way she talks to him and the way she is with him?
0: They're idiots.
1: Okay. Because I'm just saying, she is harsh with Louis. And as he well.
0: loves her, and that's why he loves her.
1: I know. He I loves know. that so, about her. So it's kind of like the I don't know, the opposite of what we were talking about. The same thing, but the opposite. It's, um, I don't think anybody, you or me or anybody, thinks rape is okay or good. Or we cleansed or our palate of this already. All right, show. go ahead.
0: Um, so what, what I kind of caught in this is that was really cool. Is Louis cooking his jokes into the dialogue of the, of the plot now. He's not standing at the microphone in the comedy cellar anymore. The jokes are cooked into the plot. And if you listen to this first series of jokes or statements in the phone call, Pamela's saying all kinds of stupid jokes about how it's 2017, everybody has a phone that knows who everybody else is. And and there's jokes in there. I can't even remember any of them, but those are jokes that would have easily been jokes just comedian to microphone in the comedy cellar, and now they're cooked into the plot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, she gives him a hard time for, because he says, it's Louie, when She answers the phone. And I thought that was funny because you've given me a hard time before when I would answer when we first started doing this. And I would, we would first start talking and I would say, hello. And you'd be like, you know who it is. Don't do that. That kind of thing. So it reminded me of that.
0: Yeah, we do this on Skype. So there's only only one person it could be.
1: Well, and, and your name shows up. It's not like it's, you know, I'm guessing. It's not like it's, you know, 1975. And the phone's ring anyway. So you're right. And it is funny. But we still do that. We kind of answer the phone and go, hello? And we know exactly who it is.
0: Well, that makes it funny.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: So my other thought in this first instant of watching the end of Louis this year is that Louis genuinely likes Pamela. You know, he probably wants sex from her, too. But he just genuinely likes her. You can just tell that he likes her.
1: Yeah, he, he does. He... He likes liking her, too. He enjoys the the chase of her, I think. I think he enjoys the brashness of Pamela. Because I think he finds so many little nuggets of truth and stuff in some of the stuff she says. And plus, I mean, him as a comedian and a stand-up comic, telling the, you know, maybe the uh, jokes with grains of truth in them, he appreciates it, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to. Um, so in last week's podcast, I put father figure a few times th- through through my notes, and in this week's notes, I have Mike's thoughts. Okay. So one thought I wrote here at this point was the only hope we have it, The only hope we have is the convergence of experiences with those who know us a little bit, and that's the like it's like the perfect basis for a relationship. Like just somebody who knows us just enough that they can kid around with us and tease us and make fun of us. And we know that they're making fun because they, like, they do like us. It's not malicious. It's not trying to win, up, win an upper edge over us or something. There's a convergence of experience. They've experienced the th- same things in life we have. Like Pamela Adlon's probably been a struggling writer like Louis C.K. was and a struggling comedian. And they know each other because of that. They've fought the same battles. And so she can tease him in a way nobody else can. And, and he knows that. Right. I mean, that's the perfect bedrock for a really good relationship, I think.
1: Yeah, I think in a kind of relationship where two people are like that and, and like that, then they can be that way. I could never have a relationship like that. That kind of stuff drives me crazy. But I can appreciate how they could.
0: Wait a minute, what you can't have a relationship like what
1: um that picking relationship not not to their extent, and maybe it's exaggerated, but it's like they just um, if if they're in a room full of people, Pamela picks on Louie, and that's not my personal thing i don't i don't like that but I, appre- I can appreciate how he does and how well that works for for them
0: I Ooh, think some people Michelle. are like right that your bible belt is showing
1: well, What
0: about uh, what about when Pamela made fun of Janet right in front of Janet and Lily high-fived her
1: Okay First of all, I don't know how that's my Bible belt showing. I don't mind my Bible belt showing, but that you're, that you're that a little
0: is. that you're a little nervous, maybe a little uptight about being like so brash and like you don't you don't ever use that's like
1: not it at all. no 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 no. Okay,
0: say it. Say it the way you want to say it.
1: You're completely misunderstanding what I'm saying. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't like being in a relationship with anybody. I don't have relationships with people where it's based on. Picking all the time.
0: What because, do you mean by pick? You got to be really specific because I'm really okay. not know what you mean.
1: Okay. Picking like, on what? Like when Pamela comes in, or the the kids come in the next morning, and Pamela is saying, "Ew, he's not my boyfriend. I deserve better than that. Look, he has no ass, and all this kind of stuff." That that's
0: no ass.
1: Not no ass. You didn't yeah. hear her say that
0: well, I thought you said no abs
1: no i no I said no abs
0: definitely has no abs
1: <laughs> um but you know she she really
0: but isn't that, that what we just talked about that's like that's like Pamela knowing Louis and Louie Louis eventually smiles at that like you know what she's right I'm fat huh. and i'm Funny I'm not
1: saying that it's wrong for them. That's what I'm trying to point out to you. I think it's great for them. I know people who have relationships like that. I personally that would drive me nuts, but I can appreciate that they can find a mesh with stuff like that. I I personally would never have a relationship with somebody. I could couldn't, I couldn't have a relationship with somebody that was based on this. Let me see how many mean things I can say to you in front of somebody, even if it's in jest, because it's just not how I personally relate to people. It's yeah, funny. but
0: I don't think they're mean. When Pamela's doing that with Louie, I don't think it's mean. I think it's I think it's insecure on her part, but I think it's in a weird in her weird way, in her weird language, if you translate it, it's love. It's like her way of expressing herself and making herself um maybe just saying expressing herself it's her way of her expressing herself to Louie in a way that he gets it
1: and that's why i'm not calling her anything ugly or saying she's being ugly i think it's just the way they relate i think some people can relate to each other you most of us can't can't be in a relationship with somebody where I don't know if most of us. Who knows? But but where you get in a group of friends and stuff, and you start poking at the person you're it's with. It's not poking
0: though. It's like it's like affection.
1: No, it's poking. It may be affectionate poking, but it's poking. So how
0: do you greet your husband in the morning when he walks up to breakfast? <laughs>
1: You have a little ideal, uh, idea of what I'm, I'm like in the kitchen. Yeah, like, I'm ready to make fun of you. I got, I've like got that. it all
0: teed up. Like, hello, darling. How would you like your eggs this morning?
1: No, I don't. I don't do a lot of talking in the morning. I'm pretty quiet in the morning. But, but. We don't get in front of a group of friends and me talk about anything, you know, sit and poke at him. That that eventually can cause, like, some kind of negative feelings, I think, over the course of time to 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 me, to my relationships. But I can appreciate how people can be that way. You see, people do it. It's not just guy-girl relationships. People do it with their kids, and they do it with their parents, and... And it's, it almost takes, like, self-deprecating to another level. It's like if you get out and you kind of go, ah, my life, my my kids, my dog, my car, or whatever. It's almost like a self-deprecating kind of thing. Like, you're not, uh, I don't know. And I think that you have to be careful with that sometimes. And I think she goes way beyond the line, in my opinion, And I wonder how it would be if he did it back to her. But (laughs) I do appreciate that people can be like that. It's just not my thing. That's all.
0: Well, I'm sorry, Michelle. Your request to have the Bible Belt stamp removed has been rejected.
1: Um, I didn't request to have it removed. I'll I'll wear it it proudly.
0: So um, Pamela (laughs) goes even farther because she talks about having – uh, baby elephants stamped through louis's mom 's vagina or something like that. And Louis takes off his hat and rubs his head like, Oh my God, like even him, even to him, that was too much she is you're, you're right about that she is she is more extreme than he is, but I think he gets it
1: she is the 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 whole relationship between the two, which is great to see it i'm really happy for it, but he is like the same louie that we saw portrayed as the 13-year-old louie and she is like everything that i just spent 10 minutes talking about so it's so odd to me he gets his feelings hurt and he gets quiet and then when he does she responds to that in a in a much more kind and cajoling kind of way and that's how he gets his um closeness with her is by being maybe sullen and and um and standoffish and she's not used to that and she didn't like that she likes the attention that's what i was bringing up earlier she likes this attention from him even when she's saying she doesn't because when he withdraws it then she makes him pictures of her underwear and asks if that'll well, get her that back always in his works. Good graces, right. okay. But
0: but Louis, <laughs> but one. they have but whatever they have is attraction. I mean, and Louis hangs up on her. She hangs up on him, like fuck you if you don't know how a phone works. She hangs up on him, and Louis's like, what? Wait a minute. And then he hangs up on her and kind of high fives himself, like I got a date. So oh, I know. whatever they have, however dysfunctional, it works between them.
1: Right, exactly. So
0: they both get ready for this date. That was kind of fun to watch them both gluey looking at his face and plucking hairs off his chin and Pamela trying to buy a dress or a top or something. What was yeah, she doing? Yeah,
1: she, she was looking at a dress, and she didn't even want to be looking at it. It was like she resented the fact that she wanted to look at a dress and make herself nice for him. So when the girl comes up and says, can I, can I help you with that? Would you like to try that out or whatever? And she's like, no, no. So... It was that was cute to me because it was like she didn't want to admit it was a date. She carries it way too far with that. But it's sweet because in a way, because she doesn't want to admit it's a date for whatever her But she's shopping. She
0: betrays that because she's already out shopping to prepare for this thing that's not a date.
1: Right. Well, she didn't buy it, but she's thinking about it. It doesn't matter
0: if she bought it. She's out I know.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it sweet. And Louie's like Bless his heart. He's always trying to groom himself before he sees her. He's like smoothing hair. And in this one, he's like, you know, raising his chin and plucking nose hair or whatever it is guys do. And.
0: Well, don't forget that he's the puppet master. He's writing this all. Whatever we're seeing is his doing.
1: I forget that all the time, and I'm being totally serious. I'm not even being a smartass. I'm being for real. I forget that because it just really feels like an interaction that we're privy to. So So
0: they go to the bodily function art show, and it really looks like they're having fun at that art show, even though it's like a wacky, crazy show. Neon nooses and dog crap on the floor and naked people and dead people and...
1: And a huge giant ball and dirty Q-tips, giant-sized and naked guys all in a row. I
0: even mean, they, even they are, like, shocked by what they see. You I know. did
1: notice Louie looks good. He looks good. I don't know what he's doing or I don't know if him just showing himself that's happy in this. But he looks good. He looks better than he's looked before.
0: He looks exactly the same as he's always No,
1: like. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. So he what doesn't.
0: is what's different? I don't know. Well, you can't say he looks good and then not say why he looks good.
1: He looks like he might have lost some weight.
0: Give us a take on it. I don't think he's lost weight.
1: He looks like he might have. And he he just looks, I don't, like I said, it may just be that he looks, he's showing happy Louie. He's and wearing we like Doc, Doc
0: Martens, his, his big clumsy boots. He's wearing, you know, not very... I'm not, not very Not high class pants.
1: Not talking about his dress. I'm just talking about looking at him. He looks better to me. I noticed that. I made a note. I have to say it. All right.
0: Okay. Bible belt. Okay. Um. So now they're they're <laughs> on the show. I don't know what the point of this show was, other than they can be fascinated themselves as creative people by other wackiness in the world. Um. But they watch the dead people, and then they just kind of say, you know what? I'm getting kind of hungry. Let's eat. Yeah,
1: yeah anything else that would have people go in, did these people just die in here? Or what's, what's you know, is there uh, gas leaking from someplace or something? No. Yeah, those
0: were the, weren't those the people at the show?
1: That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. And then suddenly they're just all laying in the floor, and it was like, you know. Yeah,
0: it had to be the people at the show, because, like, Louie was on the video, and the guy in the show was on the video.
1: And you know me and my neurosis, I'd be like checking my pulse and, and checking, you know, checking my date's pulse and, and <laughs> put a little oxygen, go to an oxygen bar or whatever they have. And, you know, at least get out of there or whatever. Maybe, I don't know. It would be scary to me. And they're just like, whatever.
0: So we come to the first commercial of the episode. And it made me realize when this first commercial hit, it was like 10 minutes in, made me really glad that Louis episodes are short you know 33 minutes with commercials probably like 23 22 23 minutes they're really short and sweet they're powerful you know you're not going to catch a 90 minute louis for in most cases right so i like that
1: well and after doing some of the more intense shows it really is this is like it's it's fun
0: so louis sets up the surprise date at the restaurant with the um comes in it's probably early Well, maybe late evening. It's probably duskish, and it's dinner time. And the Chinese lady's all in on the setup, and she's, like, getting a kick out of it, too. A lot of good things in there. She points to the food. And Louie's got his backpack all set up and stuff. Um, And they take all the the good stuff over to Central Park. And Pamela doesn't want to go in there because no one goes into Central Park at night and uh but it's louis setting up a picnic pretty much to watch the shooting stars
1: that was the sweetest thing i could not i mean as impressed as pamela was i felt the same way i thought that was perfect down to stowing the bag in the chinese place to go pick up so they'd have something to sit on and wouldn't have to carry it around all night all the way down to having the meal there and just the planning of it. That was the sweetest thing. So, ever. Michelle,
0: have you ever had a date like that?
1: Um, I don't know. Um,
0: or do they not allow that in the Bible Belt?
1: Oh, my gosh. You're, you're, okay. Um,
0: All right, I take that back. I'm sorry. Do, have you ever had a date like that anywhere, even outside the Bible Belt?
1: Mike? <laughs> um i've been married forever so i don't know but but yes of course i've had really nice times where people have been very very thoughtful of course have you have you ever planned something that elaborate
0: michelle that's a very personal question <laughs> <laughs> yeah the best date the best setup date i ever did well, I, used, I used to live in phoenix and i had a motorcycle so I took my motorcycle, and I bought a bottle of wine, and I drove up to the top of the – Phoenix has mountains in the city limits, so it's it's pretty cool. So I bought this bottle of wine and drove it up into the mountains and hit it, and then I went and got my date, and I drove her up there, and I'm like, hey, look, a bottle of wine. And we are up in the mountains like kind of looking down on the city.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: So that was pretty close. I mean, I didn't have the Chinese lady with me, but –
1: and you didn't order any, like, you know, meteor shower. But other than that, no, that's that's really, that's good. Was she impressed?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I bet. Good
0: um, So, where are we? Pamela's watching the shooting. Well, first of all, Pamela's really reluctant almost the whole way. Like, I'm cold. I'm kind of cold. But she does say, in her in her own Pamela way, I love that, Bluey, I love this. But. I love to eat horse penises too. So she well, kind of, she camouflages it with her joke. But see, that's her insecurity. That's like her, she can't be she can't be brutally honest yet. She's like working her way up to it.
1: And yeah, her, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think she was doing that there. I think the only reason she said that, she said, I love this. And I think she meant that. And then Louie said, me too. And she had said something else earlier and Louie's like, me too. And so then she made that, crude comment. Well,
0: of course she so, meant it. She meant, I so, love this, and then it goes got, like, really intense. Like, yeah, you're right, Pamela. I love it, too. And then it was like, oh, I gotta let some steam off. So she made made the stupid joke.
1: See, I took it as she knew he would say, me too, no matter what she said. So she said something goofy. And so, of course, he said me too.
0: Well, it kind of deflected the intimate moment.
1: It did. It did.
0: Um. So they watched the stars, and... Pamela doesn't know it's anything more than stars until she kind of lets her eyes focus and they see shooting stars, which made it like even super special. So that was pretty cool.
1: And she was so excited. And she's like, oh, what did you do? I thought that was the cutest line ever. That was good. What did you do? Like Like Louis
0: set up the shooting star.
1: He special ordered the meteor shower just for her.
0: So um, one other note I put in here is Pamela says, "Uh oh, this is a good move. And that, I remembered counter to Amia saying no good after their night together. So I think that distinction, is kind of written in there by Louie to make it pretty clear that Pamela appreciates whatever Louis had set up.
1: Well, that was a pretty nice thing to set up, too. And, you know, and she, she did. I mean, they're laying there and they're watching this, and then she... She leans over, and she gives him one of the good kisses, you know? Like the kind of kiss where you hold somebody's face, that kiss. That's what yeah. she gave him. And so that goes on for just a little bit. And then she, you know, rolls back over and is going to watch the stars. And, of course, Louis takes that as a, um, you know, he he tries to carry it on beyond that. <laughs> She's like, I just want to watch the stars. But, so,
0: Michelle, I'm going to ask you about your first kiss coming up later on in this uh, podcast. So think about that or get your research team on it or something.
1: Oh, I'll never forget that. So it's okay.
0: Um, and so I've got another mic thought. <laughs> These are starting to sound really stupid and <laughs> dumb now because, of, but especially when I read it now before I actually say, well, I don't even want to say it, but
1: no, my mic it. thought We're- is
0: all the gifts of life are all free. We just need to acknowledge them. Like all the star sh- shit was free. You know, just watching nature was free. And walking through the park, it's free. You know, there was no, there was no great opera tickets or Mets tickets or whatever, symphony tickets. It was just like free, you know, just walking out in life and appreciating what's out there.
1: And that's perfect. And it's so perfect when you're with somebody else that appreciates that stuff the same way. There's nothing like that. Nothing like that connection. I completely agree. And, and. I mean, you know, come on. The, the good things in life you can't buy anyway. We know that. but that, And it's not just a cliche. It's true. And that was just totally proven in this. That was, that was perfect.
0: So these podcasts have made me like a, a chronicler of too much. I'm almost like a cat lady. I'm a cat lady of podcasts. But on the commercial break, I wrote down, now we see Jack Bauer drinking tequila. Jack Bauer's doing, like, a Patron ad in the commercial.
1: Do you? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And look how good he looked in that commercial. Compa- of course, I mean, you know, in 24, he's having a rough day. But he looked really good. That was impressive. Well, he's a
0: good-looking guy.
1: Did he, well, he is a good-looking guy. Probably keeps
0: himself in good shape.
1: He's, hey, Kiefer Sutherland. You can't help but love Kiefer. Um,
0: Five foot four. All those guys are short.
1: That's okay. Tom Cruise. He's still gorgeous, gorgeous, and whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, do you watch the commercials?
0: Yeah, I do. When I when I um, the first time I kind of see what's going on.
1: Okay. I I rarely rarely do. So that's why I was wondering. Only if I see something that interests me, but
0: i got to figure out what's for dinner, Michelle. I'm a bachelor, like Subway, Papa John's. Uh, so they Said come no. back from the commercial, oh. and okay. <laughs> we're back at Louis's apartment, and Pamela tries to leave again. But Louis – okay, here's where it gets a little complicated for me. I think Louis flipped the roles of men and women in this conversation. Louis starts talking about feelings like a woman would and here I am in thin ice and with my with my um take on this scene but Louis starts talking about the scene like a woman would interpret it like his feelings and how he should react and what they should do together and like a feelings kind of take on it um and Pamela starts showing her underwear and starts, you know, getting sexual. And it's like a flip of the roles of the male and female in normal context. Did you, did you have any input on that?
1: I didn't necessarily look at it like that. I don't know that, that they're... I, I definitely get what you're saying. I just see it as Pamela is the brash one, and that's her persona and louie louie's the touchy-feely and um it's there's definitely relationships where that's the role i mean where the woman is less touchy-feely than than the man is and the men want that kind of thing so i guess i didn't look at it necessarily as a male female thing I don't like it when he gets sulky, but that's again, that's just me. And um, well, she doesn't like it either. But
0: but then, I, Louie, but then she's more graphic. Like men are usually more graphic. Like you know, give me a boobie shot or something. And she starts that up. Louis talking about feelings, and she's starting to show. You know, she pictures. just
1: knows how to use her. But that's wily opposite. Ways it, but that's
0: opposite that. of how it usually is. It's usually. But she,
1: yeah, but she doesn't do it until he gets his feelings hurt, and so I don't like that. Personally, I don't like that. But that's okay. I don't. But have to I like think
0: that. Louis wrote it that way, like he's flipping the roles just to make it stand out more distinctly. Like I'm going to be the emotional feelings person, and the woman will be the, hey, you want to see my underwear? You want to see what I got? kind of male that's usually what a guy does you know
1: well maybe but i mean i don't know i really don't know i know that i've known relationships to be exactly not exactly like that but like that In that the guy's the one that needs the reassurance and the i love you i love you i love you and the woman is the one who's like whoa let's just you know not talk about this as much so i've i've seen relationships like that for sure so i didn't necessarily look at it as a guy girl thing, maybe in, in your experience?
0: I'm speaking for the podcast audience, Michelle.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm sure somebody has a different opinion. Well, most
0: guys are visually stimulated and most women are, you know, emotionally feelings. Let's talk, let's get close. Let's connect. You know, I, I just think that's a generalization. That's probably mostly true. Even though I admit it's a generalization.
1: Okay. I mean, and I think I,
0: Louis did it that way because it's that way, and he like flipped it to make it stand out more.
1: Yeah. Or, or maybe that's just the way he is. Or maybe he's the opposite of that. Who knows? Who well,
0: knows you got to remember that Louis blocked her from leaving again in this scene, in this episode, and scene. He blocks her from leaving the door. Like, no, no, don't leave yet. And he like pushes the door shut.
1: Yeah, it's, he he did. It's almost like they're playing a game, though, right? louis's telling,
0: Louie's making a point. I don't, see, I don't look, I don't get swallowed up in the story. I try to stand back and see the point that he's trying to make as a writer, as a creator. And And that's the point I think he's trying to distinguish is like, What would happen if I flip this and made the guy like the sensitive, emotional one and the woman, the one flashing her underwear and taking, you know, text pictures of her stuff?
1: But he's been the sensitive, emotional one with Pamela from the get go. He's been the one telling her, you know, he wanted a relationship with her. I'll wait for you. He's been the sensitive one from the beginning with Pamela. And he was pretty sensitive with um, Amia, right?
0: I know, but I think it's because he's making the point. He's a guy, you know. He's a guy. He's trying to tell a story with a point, and I think he, I think he, he makes us stand back for a second and go, "Wow, what was what's that? That's unusual," because it makes the point more strongly. I don't know. That's That's how I view him as a storyteller. Okay. Um, so then there's another commercial, and Louis' sofa is getting moved out. Here I'm making more notes probably than I need. Jesse is playing the Xbox like we talked about before. Yeah. And um. In the real next ep- next scene, Louis or the next episode, I guess not the next scene. Louis is really losing his furniture because Pamela is like nesting.
1: She's not even nesting. What was going on there? How how mad would you be?
0: Well, we'll get to it. That's the okay. next one.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, um, uh, Pamela. So what happens next? Pamela and Patrick, Janet and Patrick show up with the kids.
1: Well, it's the next morning. Well, they do the whole phone make the phone you know make the pictures with the phone and all that like you said and he completely gets him uh okay he gets over his his kind of sullenness and sulkiness and um they're giggling and all that well then it's the next morning and they wake up and Louis has got his like palm covering Pamela's face and half her head and um the doorbell rings and Louie looks confused and disoriented and everything. He trips his way to the door, literally. And Janet and Patrick and the girls are there and Louie had forgotten that they were switching and that he was supposed to have the girls that day. So the girls run in doing their talking a mile a minute, like little girls will do. And Louie turns around. He kind of remembers, I think that Pamela is in there and the girls are in bed with her. They're, ran in there and jumped in the bed and yeah. Louis
0: Louis steps up like right away like okay, it's no problem the girls can come even if I forgot. And um Pamela critique yeah, this is where Pamela critiques Louis's look right in front of the girls, right?
1: Yeah. It's kind of harsh.
0: It's funny though. It's intimate. It's like, you know, the girls laugh. They know she's not being mean. They know she likes him.
1: Yeah, but it's a little mean still. I mean, it's a little bit mean.
0: All right.
1: Sorry. Um, He's
0: a mailbox.
1: Louis, but my last,
0: my last note is Louis looks happy. He's a mailbox with tree stumps. Is that I right?
1: know. <laughs> and, and, and a melon on top. I mean, it's just like, it's horrible. But Louis
0: smiles. He's happy. And I put happy in all caps. He's like happy and this little Pamela teasing me. But I know she loves me. You know, he knows, he knows what she means.
1: I kept writing the word Content. He looked oh, content, God. and I love that. What? He looked content. You're happy. happy. Tomato, tomato. Content is happy. Content
0: is like I'm not in jail anymore. Happy is like you're happy. You're you're ebullient. You see the world in a different way. You know, it's happy is not the same as content.
1: Content is like you're not in jail. If anymore. you're
0: content, you're not. Ha- if you're content and you think it's happy, you have a lot more happiness to enjoy.
1: I kept writing. The, he he wasn't skipping. He was just he just had this real look of peace and home, and
0: he was happy. He was fucking happy, Michelle. Okay,
1: I wrote content. All
0: right, I'm just okay. saying you're not, you're not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. Okay, right or wrong, I'm, you know we're seeing it I, differently. He's I, seeing is to look at the girls in bed with with um, Pamela. They're just like joyous and bouncy and happy. And Louis—that makes Louis happy.
1: Of course, I mean, of course he was happy. But to me, content goes beyond happy. You can be happy to get an ice cream cone, but you're not necessarily content. And content is a deeper thing. Is how I'm certainly using the word, anyway.
0: Do it's you just- think? Do you think? Okay, I, I know you've been married like your whole adult life, but I need to—I need to ask you this: Do you think like a shared conspiracy? Um. Can make people closer like if like if a guy and a girl know a secret and they're the only two that know it, do you think that can make them s- closer
1: I, uh, depending like, on the secret
0: sure. well, any well okay, but don't qualify just just think about it like it, like a person a guy and a girl who don't know each other very well, but they like understand a secret together that not anyone else knows, not an old husband and wife that' have been married thirty years, but like a newly minted couple
1: oh no because that's a boring way to look at it
0: well because no i'm trying to make i'm trying to make a 30 year old couple would of course have that relationship anyway so i'm just saying between a man say a guy and a woman meet each other in a club or something and they they, and they see something that's something they only both know
1: sure it's a it's it's a level of intimacy no doubt absolutely
0: all right well um that's the end of the Pamela two. Um 4, 12, 4 thirteen. Four thirteen is um Louie and Pamela and the girls kind of enjoying a day together and Louie getting made fun of because he poops out of his back and not his butt because he doesn't have a butt. Right? Isn't that what <laughs> yeah. they said?
1: That's what that's what um That's the, what Jane said. The younger said. daughter said, Yes, Jane, she did.
0: So, Pamela starts this fire and Jane throws gas on it and fills in some of the extra comedy.
1: And that's kind of what happens in those situations. When you get around people, it's this, even if it's a gentle and a loving, it becomes a mob kind of mentality of poking on somebody. And it can feel kind of rough when that happens, I think. But the I think he handled L- it great. He this revels in
0: it. He doesn't handle it, he revels in it. He loves it.
1: He does right now. I hope he continues to do that.
0: All right. Well, let's go to 414. Jeez. Um, okay, so we're at the murder trial. <laughs> what? <sighs> okay, Pamela 3.
1: Yep, um, now, point. here we
0: go. Michelle, you ready to argue some more?
1: Um, wait. <sighs> okay, now I'm ready.
0: Louis on the street with his bag of groceries all by himself, and I think he looks totally happy. And we did this last episode when Amia left, or whenever that episode was, Amia left. Mm Louis on the street with his bag of groceries. I thought he looked kind of happy, and you said, no, no, he's shopping for himself. He's not happy. No,
1: he looked miserable in the other one. He looked happy in this one, but he looked miserable in the other. Well, what's the difference? Oh my gosh, it was completely different. It was completely different. He was walking different. He had a different I don't know, it seemed completely different to me. I saw him as a happy, content guy going home versus before it was like this lonely guy, you know, dragging his Dale Bagels home to, you know, Well how
0: do you know, he didn't have Dale bagels in his next venture to the grocery store
1: because it doesn't matter if you're going home to eat them with your family and you're excited to be there the day-old bagels perfect if you're going home to like you know shove them in your mouth because you know you need to eat and you're you know miserable then it's a different step it's completely different to me
0: wow but louis is louis that's his thing he goes out shopping brings home groceries and that he's kind of happy in that role
1: And it might be because of what I knew was waiting for him at home So I'm not saying I'm not projecting something But in this instance I saw him as a completely happy Not, I mean, and not happy You're using the word happy And I I didn't even see that But but content and, And everything was good
0: So Louis sees the moving truck And they're moving out his stuff yeah, it's not the moving good, truck, it's the it was a salvation goodwill. army. Yeah.
1: Goodwill, yeah. Yeah, because I had moving truck written down at first too, and then when I watched it again, I'm like, that's the goodwill truck. So
0: she's giving a shit away.
1: So what would you do?
0: I don't know. I'd be mad. I at first I'd be mad, but then I'd be like, you know what? She's trying to make her statement that she could do something that would probably make me happier. And I know I'm like wheedling that and turning it into my interpretation of it, but She's, she's nesting, you know, she's trying to put her stamp on him, clearly.
1: No, see, if she had brought some of her stuff over there, even though that would have been really maybe forward, but, I mean, come on, we know she's a little forward, then, then I would have felt what you're saying. The fact that she, that Louie goes out for, for croissants, and she gets rid of, she calls Goodwill to unload his apartment, that was horrible. I
0: don't. I didn't. I wouldn't have minded it. She makes a joke like, "Are you mad that I th- threw away your life?"
1: Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> says, um, "Threw away his house."
0: Or his house, yeah. Threw
1: away his house. Are you mad that I threw away your house? And then she snickers, and then he starts to snicker, and the girls are snickering. and it's okay, I guess, at for with him. But I wonder how. I don't know. In a regular situation, if she had gotten rid of, what you always see between men and women is like the man's recliner, kind of, because it's always looks like the dogs chewed on it, and it's got, no doubt, popcorn down in the seat. Bible
0: belt, Bible belt. That's not how how men's recliners look. My recliner, I don't even have a recliner. My chair doesn't look like that.
1: I'm talking about the stereotypical, in a stereotypical house where you're talking about the conflict between men and women, it typically comes down to the man's recliner. And if she had gotten rid of his recliner, I mean, I'm serious. If she'd gotten rid of his recliner and replaced it with a... He didn't have a a
0: recliner. He had a couch.
1: Like, I know. I know. But I'm making a point that if she had got rid of a piece of furniture that she found offensive, pick a piece of furniture. And, and then, you know, you'd go, okay. But the fact that she, I mean, those rooms were bare, man. There was nothing in there. There was no, nothing.
0: Yeah, well, let's talk about that. So, um, first of all, I'm sorry if I'm teasing you too much about Bible Belt. I'm just, it's easy to make, like, broad statements from not being from the central... Whatever. What would you call that, Midwest or South?
1: I'm in the Southeast.
0: Okay. Um, Remember,
1: I'm Michelle from Tennessee.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, but okay. Tennessee touches Illinois, which is the Midwest. I, you know, I don't really.
1: Tennessee uh, doesn't touch Illinois.
0: Doesn't t- Kentucky and Tennessee all come to a point there?
1: Mm, don't Does it?
0: Kentucky might be in between a little I bit. I think.
1: I think the whole of Kentucky's in between, but okay. yeah,
0: but it comes to a really narrow. You can get from Illinois to Tennessee in like almost uh, two Greyhound tickets.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, but the cool thing I saw was: Have you ever noticed in Louis' production company, it's kind of a ball bouncing and it leaves a paint mark on a garage door at the mm-hmm. end? Well, mm-hmm. Lily and Jane are playing with that ball in this episode in the in the empty apartment.
1: Is that the one?
0: Well, it's the same. It's a blue ball, and they're bouncing around. It's the same. You can you can make the connection. Just watch, you know, just rewatch it. You'll see it. That's but pretty cool. The contrast I got was Louis last time we saw him in the empty apartment. It was with the couch with Amia, and the thought of her being gone and sadness and emptiness and loss, and and now he's with this happy scene. Even though all his stuff has just been jettisoned to Goodwill, you know, he's like bewildered, but for the most part it's pretty happy the girls are happy pamela's there she's happy uh Louis's a little stunned but he's gonna be pretty happy so i thought that was a contrast of the amia slash pamela
1: setting yeah definitely definitely was there was definitely a lot of uh contrast like you said i agree
0: um, so Louie invites Pamela to go with them to meet Mommy, <laughs> and
1: well, the girls invite her, and Louis agrees.
0: Well, you think kind of think he's I think he sees it as a good idea, don't you?
1: Um, yeah, I thought so. Like, I thought uh, when the yeah, girls. Yeah, this said will it.
0: be like a little shit, like start start a little shit and see what happens. Um, and the girls are saying the old um, tongue twister: "One smart fellow felt." One smart fellow, he felt smart. Have you tried? I've,
1: have you, I've never even heard that before until I watched that.
0: And they, um, you know, they are saying it right up to the door, and even Louis starts saying it. Yeah, but so they're they
1: all me- giggling. That was a great scene, though. They're going down the hall. Yeah, they're happy.
0: Like- they're like this little team team of four, three, three little women and Louis, and they're you know they've made a good team of four. You know, they're they're the They're the same as as the Fargo, you know, Greta, Molly, Gus team to me.
1: They were definitely happy there. I would. They bonded. They bonded
0: into a cohesive unit of happy. I think. So they meet Janet and Patrick, the kale zombie. Patrick, I mean, what is with that guy? He's he's got to be an exaggerated take of Louis on whoever his ex wife is bonded with, right? Nobody is that plain and pale and boring.
1: Well, maybe he just acts like that in that. Maybe he's just socially awkward.
0: He's always like that, though.
1: Well, it's the only time we see him, really. It's when Louie's around and stuff. It's not like we see his life with Janet.
0: Okay, but okay, the next thing we hear from Pamela Jesus Christ, is it always like this? And Lily says, Pretty much. And they, hi- they air high five each other, which you gotta love in front of the people that are like implicated as being boring and bland
1: yeah well awkward just so awkward together it was like when louis gets with janet it's just the tension and the awkwardness and i think the way i've looked at it is patrick just tries to stay out of the way and it's just
0: but it's probably true it's probably an element of truth and they break the, I mean, maybe it's good for them. Maybe it's good for Janet and Patrick to see this wild bunch of, you know, gestures ramble into the room and bust up their boringness for a minute. I don't know. I think it was good. I, it, it's definitely good for the little team of Louis and the girls to, you know, enjoy this moment of levity. But I think it might be good for Janet and Patrick, too.
1: It could be. And it's it's certainly good for them to all be together like that around the girls. I think that was an icebreaker, if nothing else. Whether they wanted it or not, I think it would have was a good thing. So I agree with you.
0: So yeah, Pamela. So Pamela says everything, even the awkward in front of other people, and where Amia said nothing. So <laughs> oh, you know, literally, she couldn't say anything. But I I made this note that it was another great contrast to. You know, just show the importance of communication and relationships. Pamela communicates more than she probably should, and Amia communicated, like, nothing.
1: Yeah, Pamela has no filter. There is nothing. It's just like, it just, she thinks it and it falls out of her mouth, so.
0: But we do learn how Janet could possibly be be the black mama of the translucent white kids. Although Pamela thinks she stole them.
1: (laughs) How how did we... How could she be the mama? Because Janet
0: had a white mother and that Jean could have dominated through the, to the girls.
1: Pamela didn't buy that for a second. Right?
0: Um, I didn't get that. I I got
1: Pamela said no way. She's like, no way. Not unless her mother had them or something stolen. No, I thought she meant unless Janet's mother gave birth to them. Oh, Right. Yeah. She did say
0: that too. She makes a pretty racist joke, like you know, black people steal things, like she stole them.
1: Oh, I didn't take that. I don't think she meant that. She just meant they're so different, you know. I mean, she called them what? How? what you call them? All the almost translucent girls of yours, yeah. you know. And the, we've talked about it—how white and pale and everything. Yeah, it's
0: audience girls. service for sure, but. It's probably true if you check your science books. I mean, I don't know. You know better than I am, Medical Professional.
1: I really but a, don't know. But a
0: dominant and, Jean, you know, a gene could have arisen. And, you know, I don't know either. But I guess. Jeez, <laughs> God, I don't know. She's a white mother. Maybe that Maybe that came through to the kids. I don't know. I don't really care. It doesn't matter. I actually
1: thought he was joking about that. I thought that was supposed to be a joke or something. No? Well,
0: Let's find out. Through the magic of technology, Michelle. Hold on. (laughs) Jesus Christ, is it always like
1: this?
0: Pretty much. (gasps) Go, Lily. (gasps) Yes. Okay, I'll stop that for a second. Pamela, too, (laughs) like... uh, Tom Cruise and Jack Bauer is like five one or four zero. She's like really short. Anyway, back to the action.
1: Okay. Oh well, yeah. So we're all we're all parents. So.
0: Oh, it must have been earlier. Hold on, sorry. Sorry, audience. We'll have our technologists clear this up in post-production. not
1: a nice one to smart, uh, key. One fart. <laughs> 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 Hello. Hello. What did I miss?
0: You know what? It's probably after all this. They're not going to say it in is, front uh, of her. Pamela?
1: No, it's after all that. It's Janet. when they get back to the apartment. Hi, Janet. Hi. It's it's nice to
0: meet about you. you. <laughs> Thanks. Come on in. Patrick. Hey, this is Pamela. This is Patrick. Hi, Patrick hey, the Zale zombie. Really nice Kale zombie. You. he's always wearing a sweater vest
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ is it always like this
0: pretty much (gasps) go Lily air high five
1: (gasps) yes it's all well yeah So we're all we're all parents, so
0: Okay, back at Louie's. Okay.
1: I gotta ask you a question. What? How is your ex-wife black?
0: What, I can't marry a black woman? You can marry
1: a green elephant. The question is, how the hell is she the mother of those almost translucent white girls of yours?
0: Oh, her mom is white.
1: Oh, well then her mom must have had those kids because Janet is not their mom. Yes, she is. Did you see them being born? Did you see those little white babies come out of her juicy black pussy? Because I think she stole them or something happened oh uh, okay okay
0: pamela politic- <laughs> perfectly politically <laughs> correct on the on the uh kids getting born anyway so um so where are we
1: I, I have no idea
0: uh Pamela says everything even the awkward almia says nothing
1: yeah they we're at the point that she like kind of scolds Louis for looking. Um, I don't know. He looks kind of serious or something. And she says, they're going to do it in the empty floor. And then they're going to go get him some furniture. And they, they,
0: yeah, they intercut the furniture shopping with the sex on the floor
1: with the kind of awkward. It's awkward, but Louis's passion is certainly believable and kind of sweet. So
0: so um, Louis likes the gynecological lights, and Pamela likes the clock. And yeah. then Louis wants to buy it for her, and the guy's like, oh, that's sweet. It's $495. He's like, no, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not going to buy that. He, like, disdainfully looks at him.
1: That was kind of expensive.
0: Louis also liked that. Well, not for, a, like, an antique French 1700-years you know, century clock.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it
0: was old. Louis also liked that pig ram beast picture. What did you think of that?
1: That was not, it. uh, no, no.
0: And those glasses, you take those off your face right now.
1: I like Louie's glasses. I like them.
0: Well, you found those in the antique store.
1: No, he didn't. He pulled them out of his pocket. That's Louie's glasses. We've seen him wear them before, right? That's Louie's glasses. He just he got them out to look at something.
0: Well, why did she tell him to take them off his, off his face?
1: Because she doesn't like him. Because she's mean to him sometimes. Because she picks at him and she pokes at him. And she doesn't like him in the glasses. That's, how I, that's what I saw. I could be wrong. Oh, maybe, you know here.
0: what? Maybe because she didn't want him to see the price. Because they were looking at some, like, dishes and crystal and stuff okay i don't know i think you're right though they are his glasses they're not antique store
1: i think she just didn't like them on him
0: um so another commercial and this time we are at the comedy cellar and pamela's watching louis do his actual bit yep and louis got like some performance anxiety with pamela watching
1: yeah he keeps staring at her to see if she's going to laugh, I suppose, or whatever he says later. But Pamela's just watching him pretty intently.
0: Yeah, I could buy into that. It'd be hard to have um, a loved one watching you do your craft. Sure. What and then do you...
1: late... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to talk about the next scene. Did you have something else to No, go say? for it. Okay. They were... um Sitting at the bar, and Louie kind of calls her out. He's upset because she didn't laugh. He said she didn't laugh one time. And, um, you know, she makes the point that he was just staring at her, and she was a little uncomfortable, and the whole thing was understandable on both sides. But she starts talking to the other comedians, and they start discussing suicide rates among comedians and all that, and they blame it on Louie, on Louie's act mostly or something. So they're all kind of like poking at Louie right there. And then the guy Mark comes up. Yeah, Mark Maron. And he starts talking about the show he's gotten. And Louie does look jealous. He looks like he's jealous. And Mark says Louie's not going to steal his happiness. And Mark points out that they were friends and they used to work together. And he can't believe that Louie's not a better friend to him. And then they go through all that. And... Then they leave. Pamela and Louis leave, and Louis says it's the worst night ever.
0: Yeah, so, the, so Michelle, off. the reason I thought that the Louis flipped the male female roles in the earlier scene is because Louis has totally flipped this role of Mark Marin and Louis C.K. Because Louis C.K. is fabulously successful now, and Mark Maron is, you know, he's pretty successful. He he may have a show somewhere, but he has a podcast, and he's like a he's kind of a B level, B league com- comedian. Um, but louis makes it in the show look like well mark maron's this big success now and louis not as successful and pamela has to encourage him like you can step up and you can be you can be a mark maron too but in real life louis and mark maron had a falling out be, pretty much because louis became successful
1: Really? How do you know? I mean, have you read this or something?
0: Yeah, Louis has in one of his season one through three. I don't even know which season, but he has a scene with Mark Maron, and Mark Maron's like, "You never talk to me anymore. You don't, you know, call me." And Louis's like, "Wow, I didn't even realize." And and it's because Louis is a big star and Mark Maron's kind of a minor star. And so it's pretty good of Mark Maron to uh, to agree to do this scene because he's kind of admitting you know he's the minor star and Louis the major hit now in in their careers but they did have a real a real falling out back in that time frame of whenever season 1 through 3 you know 2009 through 10 11
1: well that's a little sad
0: um so mark marin i guess did a podcast and complained about louis and so the, you could probably find it all online but um but that's an inversion that uh, louis the big star and in the show in this episode louis making mark maron the big star and he's jealous of him but in the in real life it's probably mark maron being jealous of louis that's why i saw the flip of the relationship of the male and female roles
1: yeah well i mean knowing that i can see how you would look for that more maybe than i would have but um
0: so there's some other comedians in this setting, and they're always at the same seats. Nick DiPaolo is at the head of the table, always eating some dessert. He's always doing more eating than talking. Um, Todd Berry is there, the guy who took the weird trip up to North, upstate New York and chiseled his way into the free bus ride and the free pickup and got his name changed. <laughs> You might remember that. And Jim Norton is always there, and he's kind of sitting at the bar, not at the table, but kind of off behind them at the bar. And they're all major comedians; they're all big stars, pretty much. Um, not major comedians, but they're all successful comedians. They all make a living at comedy. Um, did you? So when they left the scene, Pamela says to Louis, "You know, she's encouraging him about Mark Maron. You can be a you can be as good as Mark Maron." Or is she, what she says is you can be as good as that cute comedian. Did you think Mark Maron was cute? Do you know who I'm talking about at the table? The sure, guy with the I beard? know
1: exactly who you're talking about. Do you yeah. think he's cute? Um, I didn't particularly look at him that way. No, I thought that was another poke toward Louie. I didn't think it was necessarily that she thought he was cute. I mean, she's kind of spent the whole time kind of telling Louie he's not. So I kind of thought it was just a poke toward him. I didn't look at him and think, oh, he's cute. But, I mean, he he was kind of cute, I guess. Yeah, thinking about it. I didn't think about it at the time. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, he was cute.
0: So Pamela knows him. And the, they're walking through the streets. Pamela knows him. She knows he's not happy. Like he's not content, and to use your word. Um, and it's and it's hard when somebody knows you. It's good. It's both good and great. It's really great when somebody knows you, but it's hard too. It's harder. Um, and she says that she knows he's anxious and and hungry, hungry in his career.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she kind of gives him the advice: just don't be jealous. Go get a show and be a star. You know, be be what you aren't. Go go get it. You know, go be what you want.
1: Right, um, just decide and go do it. And that's what she tells them.
0: And she Which, says, yeah, we're all just guys. They're all just guys. You're a guy. We're all just guys, you know. But the word I put in here in all caps was encouragement. She gives them the most valuable thing I think a woman can give to a guy is encouragement. Not You're not good enough. Not Pearl and Lester. You know, you suck. You, If you were better, I would be better. But encouragement. You can do it. You know, you can be better.
1: Well, sure. And he... Really appreciates that from her You can tell that I, He he grabs her and he hugs her And he just I mean it's a good One of those good tight hugs I really needed that kind of hug And so You know when you let people in like that When people know you that way Then Of course depending on the people you let in Which is another whole conversation In and of itself But if you let the right people in That can uplift you That's everything And she did.
0: So the next scene, they're at the apartment. And I put Louie's apartment. I think it might have been Pamela's apartment.
1: I did the same thing. I had it written down as Louie's newly decorated apartment. then I kept saying, is this Louie's apartment? They're out the whole thing. I'm pretty sure it was Pamela. I'm 99% sure it was Pamela's apartment. Because they couldn't have went and got all that stuff, right? I mean, this place was... It had everything,
0: well, and I think the odds against Louie having the drink that Pamela likes the most. She's trying to drink this Bullet Bourbon, and they do oh. the little dance with the bottle on the table back and forth. Louis wants to say something important, and he does not right. want her to drink. Have you ever tried Bullet Bourbon, Michelle, from Tennessee?
1: I haven't. Have you? I bet yeah, you it's have.
0: really good. It comes in a cool bottle, um, but, and it's it's good.
1: But see, I would totally think. Louis would have it if he knew that was her favorite drink. I would think he would have three other bottles of it stowed away on one of his morning walks.
0: With, on his morning walk?
1: Yeah, uh, gr- uh, coming back with, with you know, oh, dry goods or a ride or whatever he's got. Absolutely.
0: Well, I don't think Louie's much of a drinker.
1: Maybe he, not. He never drinks
0: if, much. Um. It,
1: Mm-mm. But if you had a girl, I mean, I, have we ever even seen him drink? I don't know if we've ever seen him drink. Maybe. But if you had a girl that you were desperate, and he appears a little desperate, to impress that you were so crazy about, would you not have her favorite drink there?
0: Um, If I knew what it was.
1: Okay. I totally bought that Louis would. But anyway.
0: Um, so this is where Louis tells Pamela I love you And Pamela doesn't know how to hear it She doesn't know how to accept it And here again Is the flip of the male-female Because um, Louis says You have sex with me to avoid me mm-hmm. <laughs> I could just see a girl Saying that to a guy more, Way more than a guy ever saying that to a girl And um, Louis get, Kind of gets angry and he leaves And Pamela calls him back
1: Yep, she calls him on the phone. And they do that little phone thing again where she says it's Pamela and then he kind of tells her off about it.
0: Right, that builds their rapport, I think. It's it's clear that they understand each other. They can get away with that. It's not mean, it's just like one foil to another.
1: I actually think that one-on-one, that kind of stuff, is different than it is when you do it in a group. I think it has a completely different connotation and I think it has a completely different resonation when it's done one-on-one versus if you're doing it in front of friends or getting other people to pick up the picking and all that kind of stuff. So that is, I completely agree. It's just a form of their communication. So Louis walks in and it's dark and he calls for her and he walks in, she tells him to come back there. He's in the bath she's in the bathtub. There's like a million candles written all around. She asked him if he remembers and takes us all the way back to the Pamela episode when she asked him if he wanted a bath.
0: She didn't ask it like that though. Back then she said, you know, do you want a glass of wine? Do you want something to eat? Do you want to take a bath? And Louie's like, no, I gotta get going. And then because
1: he, he was sullen, right? Yeah, and
0: he he didn't hear he like she mixed it in with a bunch of you know mundane offers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and he get it clicks with him like twenty steps down the stairs and out into the street, and he's like, "Did you just ask me if I wanted to take a bath with you?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was very good.
1: That was really good.
0: Yep. So he gets a second chance, and um, but you know what? Pamela does a horrible job of volumetric special spatial displacement oh my gosh
1: water. i um, feel sorry for whoever lived below her
0: there's a lot of spillage from louis's fatness
1: <laughs> it's just from his his size the water was to the top of that tub anyway
0: yeah but he's putting on a lot of p- poundage
1: oh come on louis could have been like a you know, he could have been the size of a Barbie doll and it would have spilled water over. It was so full and it knocks out half the candles, which is great because, you know, that's the kind of real life stuff that happens. I don't know if that much water typically spills over in a bathtub because that would be tragic. Oh, yeah, but, it does. Well, that's a lot of water. But... um
0: you know but they made it. Happen. They made it look like it was more water even than they anticipated in the scene by the director setting up the scene. Like, holy shit, this is more water than we ever thought.
1: That <laughs> was a lot of water. It was a lot of water. I would have been like, I gotta clean that up. But um, but yeah, I mean, stuff happens, and you just have to let it go and go on with it. So I thought so. That
0: was- this is the first kiss talk. So Michelle, do you remember your first kiss? Was it with Jeff Chodler?
1: No, but his name was Jeff.
0: Chodler ch- is totally a funny, stupid name. But anyway, I- go ahead, Jeff. How was Jeff as your first kiss?
1: I, I was crazy, crazy, crazy about Jeff. And uh, we were... <laughs> uh, funny, you've been teasing me about Bible Belt. We were at, um, in front of the church... And I'm uh, not teasing
0: you and making like a p- geographic observation.
1: Oh, you're teasing. You're teasing. But it's okay. Okay, because, you're in
0: front of the church.
1: Yeah, and uh that was my first kiss.
0: Well, what what was it?
1: It was a good kiss.
0: He moved was, in. He moved in and gave you a, did he like dip you down and give you the good kiss or a kiss on the cheek or what?
1: Did he dip me down?
0: Yeah, like did he like
1: No, I was like 14, there was no dipping, but we were talking, and um, he he gave me the good kiss. What's the the good kiss? kiss? The tongue kiss. Oh. The first, you know, kiss, kiss.
0: All right. Well, that's pretty good. After
1: that, yeah, after that, every Saturday, he would ride his, oh my gosh, I hope he's not listening to this. He would ride his bike to my house and I lived a long way away we went to school together and it was a long way was not close and he would ride his bike to my house to hang out with me on Saturdays and he was definitely my first halfway grown-up crush and I liked him for a long long time
0: well Michelle we have a special guest on the podcast tonight (laughs) It is Jeff Chodler from
1: It was not Pinksville,
0: Tennessee. Hello, Uh, Michelle, how are you doing?
1: I would just die. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that was crazy. Uh,
0: I'm gonna give you my first kiss was like totally embarrassing for me to admit in front of anybody.
1: Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: So my first, ki- my first really good kiss was in high school, not 14. I guess you could be pretty close to high school in 14, huh? Mm-hmm. But um, this girl, Beth Levin, was my first kiss. And she was, like, French kissing me, and I didn't know how to French kiss. So I just sat there like a dumbass while she was French kissing me.
1: <laughs> Did she know?
0: You know, I probably kissed some girls in the spin-the-bottle days of being a Adolescent where you just kiss But this is Uh, like the real Like whoa this is like longer than You know mama kissing me On my way to the school bus
1: Yeah this is a kiss kiss right. Right
0: So my first kiss was that Beth Levin
1: That's pretty neat That's not embarrassing Nobody knows how to kiss the first time But I think girls do stuff like practice it You know They like kiss their forearms and stuff When they're you know or maybe that was just me i don't know but um that's not embarrassing that's sweet so
0: i also thought it was pretty professionally brave for louis to do that tub scene he's pretty much naked getting into a tub with pamela in oh front of the gosh. world to see
1: yeah yeah I, I i actually wrote down as i because i'm typing this as i'm watching it so I kind of type out first impressions, and many times I'll go back and scratch them out. But I was typing, please don't, please don't, please don't show us his hairy, and then... He wasn't
0: very hairy, though. He's like, no, he's like a that's, baby walrus.
1: That's what I was typing, and then and then I go, he drops his pants.
0: So if you're <laughs> typing, what are, what are those pages you're always turning if you're typing stuff?
1: Well, I type it big.
0: You type it, and then you print it?
1: Of course you ought to see this stack of stuff hey i've got this stuff it's immortalized it's immortalized my hard copy
0: all right of well, everything it, it can be immortalized and <laughs> still be digital um <laughs> so i like how pamela said we're here can we just like each other can this just be okay and i thought that was like maybe true in the show episode but maybe true in real life too like Maybe she and Louie are growing pretty close in, you know, real life. But she's asking, can this just be okay? Can we be like business partners? You know, we're close, we like each other. Can this just be okay? Do you think that can ever be okay? Do you think people can just be friends and be taking a bath and kissing and just be just keep it at a level beyond like a marriage or a deep deep relationship?
1: I think it depends on how you define deep relationship. I think in my opinion, Louie and Pamela have a deep relationship. They don't have to have a stereotypical deep relationship or what society might look at as a deep relationship, or it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. They can have what they want to have. I know, but we're
0: doing a podcast on it and I'm asking you your take on it.
1: Yeah, I think you absolutely, why couldn't you? There's all sorts of relationships in the world. So why not?
0: So what are your final thoughts on this Louis season four? It took him well, a couple years to compile it. and
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I did want to say that the other part in here where Pamela was like the guy and Louis was like the girl when he didn't want to take his shirt off. You know and he said he had avoided doing that he strategically kept his shirt on, and she's like, be proud of your body I mean that was that was really the guy girl swap,
0: and he didn't kind of look body. that bad actually when he took his shirt off.
1: no, he didn't that's what I said. I mean, I really thought he looked good. I thought he looked good, he looked fine. I mean, I really didn't want to see him from the back all that necessarily, but it was okay i mean he it was fine, but um but you know she's she's rubbing his back and talking to him and she's telling him that she knows that he what he's talking about with these romantic feelings and all this kind of stuff and she gets it and you know but she there's just things that she can't do and I, I just took that as meaning she's not going to be the kind of person who's going to vocalize this kind of thing and I think some people can be okay with that and some people are not going to be okay with that so I Hope Louis can be okay with that Because he's very vocal And he wants to hear that A lot of people need that kind of Affirmation that I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you And I'm not mocking it, that's fine I am not that person I'm not that person, I'm the opposite Of that person I want to feel love from somebody I don't want to Just hear or even necessarily Always hear So, but some people Feel that way and if they're not getting that then they're not getting they're not getting fed in the relationship so
0: so if lee wrote this season four episode what what could be season five where could it go from here
1: Jeez, who knows i mean maybe they end up in a relationship maybe they end up together together maybe they end up living together maybe they end up married maybe they end up Separating. I think
0: it's better that they don't. They stay professionally connected and close, but not. I mean, they've kind of acknowledged, I think, what they have. And it's not a marriage, but it's not like a just a casual date. It's more than that, but it's not quite a marriage. I think it's good if it stays that way.
1: OK, so what do you think? Do you think they can just have what they have? I'm going to ask the question. I hope so.
0: I hope so. I, you know, I think Louis. I think Louis has made a pretty big professional jump. He's kind of become a Woody Allen almost. He's he's seamlessly written comedy into real life scenes, with the added element of being perfectly honest, and that's made this show be become like eminently watchable. Like it's not Louis doing stand up, walking up, having a piece of pizza, telling a few jokes, and then couple silly things in life happened to him. He's like profound now. This, this is like a really big step forward. I think for him,
1: this is completely different than the first three seasons to me. And I've really enjoyed doing this. I don't think I'll disagree with you on one point. I don't think Louie's being perfectly honest. I think him showing things backward as we were talking about a lot of times proves kind of that he's probably not being totally honest, but I do love, the direction that this has went in, and I, I think that it gives us a whole lot more insight, rather than the little bit of whatever you know, and then the comedy show and the little bit of whatever. I like this a whole lot better.
0: I don't know. I think if he can unpack that body and put it into a tub on in nudity on like in front of I don't know how many million viewers, but a lot of people. That's pretty honest. He's is not. It-
1: because, yeah. Do, yeah, do guys typically care?
0: Yeah, of course we do.
1: No, I don't think you care. I don't think you much care. Guys, guys are the first ones. I mean, they're like, woohoo, and, you know, strip off and go running in into the lake or whatever. I mean, do guys really? I mean, really, do you care? Girls are the ones that are like, and I'm gonna wear this and cover up. Well, and you would just
0: asked me, and I told you. Are you asking me again? So I have to tell you again. Yes, me- guys do care. Guys care what they look about, you know, what they look like. They care about I, that.
1: Of course they care what they look like, but are they self-conscious about it, do you think?
0: What's the, what's the difference? Caring think, what you look like and being self-conscious are the same thing.
1: Well, if you want to look different, that's one thing. But if you're, a, you know, you don't want other people to see you because you, of the of a way you look or something. That just seems, a, I don't know, maybe it's it feels different to me.
0: No, guys care about that. It's pretty brave for Louie to unpack his not very toned body in front of the world and show it off like that.
1: By the way, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, and I asked her about what she thought about the scene with 13-year-old Louie going up to the girl in the lunchroom. And she's like, oh, where he was kind of like he was going to ask her to the dance, but he didn't. And I go, yeah. And she goes, sissy. So I wasn't the only one that felt like that. Yeah. Wasn't.
0: Well, you have got a take on it. I've got a take on it. I think that I was brave. You don't. So
1: I know. I just wanted to let you know that I, I you know, I did talk to somebody else about it because I felt bad. I felt like, okay, here I am, and so I'm. I'm not the only one.
0: Well, I don't care if a million people think it. I still have my opinion, and that's my opinion. I'm not invalidating your opinion, but I've been a guy doing that before with girls. It's scary to talk to a girl. And it's more scary when you have the the potential of being rejected in front of, like, her friends.
1: I can't imagine you, this good-looking guy, with all the confidence in the world, and you're well-spoken and well-educated. I can't imagine you really feeling self-conscious in front of a girl. Or nervous.
0: Well, I, first of all, thank you. That's very kind of you, but...
1: Oh, shut up no it's not kind it's true it's true and i just can't picture that well the people do
0: though people look at the people that take the stupid steps to get like plastic surgery when they're you know they're beautiful already the people are just fucked up when it comes to their interpretation of what they view of themselves that's why confidence is such a magical thing it's like if you have it you don't have. It doesn't even matter what you have to back it up. You can fake it. You know, you can have it and fake it, and it and it plays. Confidence is a thing in and of itself that is like really, really powerful. I agree. And attractive. All right, Michelle, we're done. I'm done podcasting this damn show. <laughs> we're done with this. We're, we're done with Fargo. Um, we are. Maybe we should look at um, Better Call Saul, because uh, that would be an awesome show.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we're not talking about another one for, what, seven, six months? Seven months? Yeah, Good we need break. a break. And probably, yeah.
0: But we are going to do an Orange is the New Black next week, so we are stuck with each other for that.
1: Um, uh, okay.
0: So tune in for that if you like this show. We have, we have not as many listeners on Louie as we did on Fargo, but...
1: I mean, it's a lot of girl stuff, so we'll see.
0: It's all girl stuff. Creepy. No, there's
1: guys to get There's out. creepy there's guys.
0: guys. Yeah, There's most of the guys are creepy, though, like the guards and the boyfriend.
1: Jeez. I know. Oh, yeah, there's so much. I'm oh my starting
0: gosh. to see the boyfriend now. What's the boyfriend's name?
1: Well, I knew till you asked me. I'm starting to know. see
0: him go after the sister now, and that's getting... D- I'm only on, like, episode three or four.
1: The but, sister?
0: Yeah, um, Piper's sister.
1: That's not her sister. Oh, it's not? No, it's her friend. That's not her sister.
0: Uh, I thought it was her sister. i got to pay better attention if I'm going to do a goddamn podcast. <laughs> but she's, like, taking her top off and breastfeeding and not ashamed or shy and kind of flirting with him.
1: Oh, yeah, you're you're way up. You're way up. His name's Larry in the show. Or is it? Yeah. Is it Larry or? I'm trying to think. Curly yes. or Mo. No, his name's Larry in the show. That's right. That's odd. That doesn't even ring true, but that's I don't is, think it's Larry. It's Larry Bloom in the show.
0: Okay. I and, just looked it up. His dad is Piper's lawyer. Yes. Yeah, it's a good show. And um then there's creepy prison guards playing their advantage over these women in prison. And there's women playing advantage over other women. So
1: it's crazy. I love that show. I'm Dude, let's really...
0: give them a little tease, Michelle. In prison, here's what I always thought about as a guy. If I ever had to go to prison, would sex be different in prison? Like, would, Could you ever become a homosexual just because you were stuck in prison? And I don't think I could ever change that way. But, but these women seem to have like mastered that.
1: Yeah, the have they, or is it just the ones that tended to be that way prior to?
0: I don't know. I think they, I think they imply that they've like, because I think that happens, right? I think that happens to people.
1: I think it happens. I mean, if the stories are true, then it happens to you know both sexes. It's not just a woman thing, though, right?
0: Right. Both. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's personally not my thing. I can't imagine that. So um, I can't imagine that.
0: Well, I look forward to arguing that with you. (laughs) Uh, Because it happens pretty quick. I'm only up to like three or four, and I've already seen like the two women competing to be like sexual, you know, masters over people
1: yeah but I mean start back on season one I mean it starts in the it, it's just that's the only thing about it is this is the most sexually graphic show I've probably seen I mean it's just incredibly sexual and so
0: if you if you like Orange you know I'm, we're probably not going to start people on this series but there I'm sure are a lot of people that already are into it um, if you like that and if you like like Penzatucky's teeth are pretty interesting. I've only seen four episodes, and there's some pretty good takes on her teeth and non teeth and whatever. Um, what else? Cockroaches as delivery systems. And it's pretty cool.
1: Everything changes in this. That's the only thing. Anybody that you decide you like, you may end up not. And people that you decide that you don't, you may end up liking them. And I think it's just just the whole life thing of how we, yeah, uh, you know, complicated, complicated
0: heroes. It's it's the trope of the decade.
1: Yeah, and they identify the problems, and they don't. They may run from them, but they acknowledge them. I think, and they still allow us to appreciate what there is to appreciate in the person. I, I think it's great, and I also like that this is. Well, it's like
0: loosely based on a true story, right? It is a true story, yeah.
1: Mhm. Based on the book.
0: Genji so. Cohen, I think. Um, She's—I don't know if she's the actual person. Was Piper? Was the real Piper? Probably Piper is the real person. Genji is the producer and the director. But yeah, it's based on a real story. And I think now oh, that's another another thing I heard is they've just started now in the middle of season two to escape from the real story. Like they've told the whole real story. So now they can tell like the Hollywood stuff.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I honestly, I haven't had a chance to do any back reading on all this because we've been, you know, busy with our other podcasts and stuff that have taken up a little bit of time, but I really look forward to getting into this and finding out, um, a lot of that kind of stuff too. Like as far as what all supposed to be real and not real. And I'm a little farther along than you are in season two. So I'm not going to, you know, spoil anything for you right now, but, but there's a lot of other stuff to come and I'm real excited about doing it.
0: All right, Michelle. So that's Wednesday and Louis's done and we're done. We'll sign off for now and we'll talk to you next week on OITNB.
1: See you then. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.